Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, I'm Joe Connolly, business news reporter at WCBS News Radio New York with James Metham the director of the Business Improvement District of one of New York City's most iconic neighborhoods, the Flatiron District, which for those who don't know is the area around the famous triangular ship's bow-like building. You've seen it. It was completed in 1902. So this neighborhood was bustling before the Spanish flu epidemic of 1918 hit New York, and there were many tenement buildings in the area at the time, too. Producer Neil A. Caruso will join us in this discussion as well. James, how much of a setback is this new second wave of the virus for businesses in the heart of your area? Well, thanks for having me on. Um, it's uh, It's been certainly a challenging time. I don't need to say that. I'm sure, I'm sure your guests have heard that over and over again. And, and when it comes to small businesses and just business in general, in, uh, in Flatiron, Nomad, uh, Midtown South, um, it's been a real rough go of it for the past six plus months. I mean, the first wave was that first gut punch, um, we had some support from the federal government to help them stem the tide. Um, you know, we've gone through a lot, whether it was the incremental and gradual starting up again, restaurants and retailers doing what they could to, to join the fight against the virus in the spring. Uh, had so many, so many businesses step up to support those on the front lines. Um, and, you know, just we're there throughout this. Um, even when many of our offices uh, we were bustling office district, as you as you likely know, uh, many terrific tech advertising media and information uh, businesses in the in the district. Um, you know, it's been slowly but gradually returning to this to the space. And now this, you know, the second wave as we enter the you know, the winter here. Um, you know, it's. I think everyone's bracing themselves. Do you have any sense of how many of those businesses will come back to their offices and at what percent occupancy? Yeah, so, I mean, it's twofold here. And as I mentioned, I mean, Flatiron and Nomad is a, certainly a mixed-use district. Um, you know, we've got residents uh, moving in, uh, who've moved into the neighborhood, given its, you know, very terrific location uh, at, at the doorstep of Madison Square Park, many amenities here. Um, but, you know, through all in all, this is, it's, you know, 85,000-plus workers pre-pandemic were filing into the district around the Flatiron building on a given day. Um, you know, occupancies of those upper floor offices, you know, we've anecdotally kind of 
um, uh, identifying those numbers at around 15, 20% had returned through the fall. Uh, there had been, you know, a big, strong outlook towards 2021 during the fall of returning, more returning. Um, and that those numbers, those businesses, those upper floor workers are, are so critical just because of the, the businesses here, uh, the ground floor retail uh, and dining relies a, in good part on them being in the district. There's so many young new companies and young people working at these new tech and advertising companies. I wonder if your return to office occupancy rate might be higher among these young people starting their careers who thrive more than anybody on mentorship and working in an office as opposed to in some of the office towers in Midtown where you know, probably a lot of people could work from home many days. So I wonder if your return to office numbers might be higher than in some other areas. Yeah, I, I think we've, we've begun to see some indications of that difference uh, over the late summer and the fall, as we did see a return of many people to the district. Our, our, uh, we, we count the number of people that filter through the center of the district, through our, our plaza spaces in front of the Flatiron Building off 23rd and between 5th and Broadway. Those numbers had creeped up from about 20 percent. Uh, of normal times in the spring up to about 50% this fall. And like you said, um, right, we do, we, you know, the, the neighborhood and the district is known for um, its startup mentality, smaller tech advertising media information, these TAMI businesses that give it a go here um, and really make for a vibrant and uh, vibrant area. Uh, and they're smaller too. I mean, we certainly do have a number of large offices uh, in and around Flatiron, um, but the smaller offices where you can, you know, you can, you know, as a as a business and as an organization like our own, we have some more. It's easier to manage the inflow of, of personnel and staff in a safe manner when it's a smaller office. Um, with that said, you know, it's it's still not at the level of you know where we were in pre-pandemic um, and you know with with this coming this already the surge in new cases and infection rates and hospitalizations um, these businesses also have the capacity of showing them the capacity to remain remote uh, right. just give their 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 line of business here's producer Neil a Caruso who works on these programs with us Neil Thanks, Joe. And James, um, you know, given the surge and uh, we don't know what closures are going to happen if gyms shut down again, if food businesses shut down again, um, can they survive the second wave? Uh, it's going to be awfully tough. Um, you know, Flatiron, Nomad, known for and have been becoming more of a hub, certainly a hub for, you know, casual and, and high dining as well as uh, fitness, well-being, gym experiences. Uh, we have dozens of businesses, hundreds of dining, um, many of which have started and had reopened, both in terms of you know, takeout and delivery during the spring, and then reopened both indoor to a limited capacity this, this fall, and of course, outdoor this summer. Um, a second shutdown without relief, true relief, whether it's an enhanced uh, PPP forgivable loan or something else, it, it has to be coupled at this point. It's 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 really a, a call for emergency action uh, as we you know hit the ledge here. What are gym owners telling you 
about adjusting, pivoting, because I see a lot of people are buying Pelotons, they're getting gym equipment in their homes. What are they going to do um, to uh, kind of pivot, uh, given that consumers are acting differently? Yeah, I mean, upon the the pandemic's initial outbreak um, in the spring, many of these fitness or uh, businesses, you know, went remote, providing classes online. Um, as the you know the pandemic eased a bit, um, you know, so many of them took their uh, classes and opportunities to the outdoors, whether it's in local parks or streets. Um, the winter is a whole other ball game when it comes to this. And, and you're right. I'm sure Peloton's going to be seeing record numbers of sales um, over the holidays here. Um, so I think, you know, again, there's a, it's a precarious position. I think everyone still does believe that if they can stem the tide and make it through the next few months, that the place to be for returning to work and returning to life is a place like Flatiron and Nomad, where there's just so much, so many other amenities and places. This is where, when you do return uh, to some normalcy, this is where you want to be. Um, with that said, it's it's going to take some ingenuity and innovation, and unfortunately, we have the right type of uh, businesses here to, to to do that. You do think, though, James, in answer to Neil's question, I hear you say that some of these gyms and restaurants are going to go under. Some will not make it. Is that right? I fear. I mean, I, I certainly fear it. I mean, that's what that is what happened in the spring. Um, and that was with some greater level of uh, relief support at multiple local, state and federal levels. Um, you know, it's, a, it's not just a matter of the businesses and the clientele. I mean, it's also the employees here, the workers at these uh, fitness institutions and making sure that they're safe and that they're cared for. Um, provided for too if they if they can't come in and work safely so um yeah i i i I do and it's it's a it's a true shame because uh you know it's it's a big part of this local uh local economy and it's it's um it's important for the well-being of everyone james the reason why we pinpoint on gyms because it looks like when you have 60 gyms in your district that's a that's a lot right it's a big percentage Absolutely. I mean, we featured it's it's uh, we had featured the uh, the well-being, the fitness and well-being uh, hospitality sector as one of these growing, budding, vibrant um, industries that, you know, really augmented the rest of the district's, um, you know, workforce and residential base. Um, so, yeah, this was the fit district uh, that we were starting to refer to ourselves to. And I, I still think that's where we can return to. But um yeah, without people being able to safely return to work, um, you know, they're going to try their best to provide their services remotely online. But, uh, yes, it's just not the same thing. Have you heard any cases of people getting a new job or changing careers yet, James? I haven't specifically heard that from particular employees. Um, uh, I think everyone still is, you know, uh, as resilient as can be in, in, you know, in hope that we can return and we will return. I'm confident we will. It's just really, uh, I worry about the next few months. Uh, I think we were feeling really good coming out of the summer and early fall about numbers of businesses reopening. They still are. We still see new businesses reopening, particularly 
um, the dining on the dining front and, you know, in offices, but uh, they just, there needs to be more help now as we enter the, you know, you know, the winter here uh, and the holiday season would be nice as a, as a, as a welcoming gift there. What new industries, James, do you think may come in if the remote work is going to be kind of the lay of the land for these tech companies? This is the thing. I think we're, you know, we're first hopeful that we return, we, we're able to provide an environment and a district for as many of our existing businesses to return as, return as possible. Um, that's for one. We realize, yes, there's going to, there's certainly, we are going to lose, we have lost and we are going to lose other businesses that just can't make it through this. And I think one of the things about the Flatiron District, as you, as you mentioned in your intro, um, it's been very, both resilient and flexible and innovative in its character over the years, you know, whether it's been from, uh, you know, the photography, photography industry, the toy industry, uh, the tabletop industry, the original Silicon Alley uh, 20 years ago. Um, it's always been able to, to to build on its successes, reinvent itself. And I don't think this is going to require a full reinvention, but um, it's still a place that sits right below Midtown, uh, above you know, above the village. It's a it's a really unique and special space, and it and it provides some really um, unique and kind of cool um, buildings as well that provide for um, both small and large uh, office tenants of different sectors and types. So um, you know, we're we're. We, we we believe that regardless of the industry, um, it'll still be a home for, for innovation. I forgot that. We used to call the area in Midtown South there, it was called Silicon Alley. That, That's correct. <laughs> uh, meaning that it was where these new tech companies were starting up. You're listening to our discussion with James Metham, the director of the Business Improvement District in New York City's famous Flatiron District neighborhood. He also mentions Nomad, which is referring to Madison Park, which is where the original Madison Square Garden was located. Now it's farther uptown. You know, for those, James, interested in economic development, how did all these cool new tech advertising media information companies start to congregate there in the Flatiron District. How did that come to be? Well, it's, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot like many uh, kind of in, uh, origin stories, I guess you could say, when it comes to, to industry here. I mean, it's the agglomeration, clustering of, of, of innovative minds and industry types in a particular area, um, uh, where there's opportunity uh, and office space as well. I mean, that would that that kind of pinpoints the mid late mid late 90s and the dot com boom when the uh, Silicon Alley name came to be. Um, and fortunately, given the the efforts of uh, you know the business improvement district over the past, the Madison Square Park Conservancy, the reinvention of the park, and you know rehab of many buildings and developments, uh, particularly most recently in the nomad area where hospitality has really jumped significantly in new, in new housing. Um, the area has continued to, to bloom. And like I said, it's, it's, it's a unique space. It's, it, it's, you've still got this, you know, the hustle and bustle and transit access um, that Midtown South provides, but it's, you know, it sits right below 
uh, you know, Herald Square, Penn Plaza, uh, those, you know, the central, central part of the business district. So it provides a little bit of a, of, of a release uh, from that level of, of density and bustle. Um, so it, it's just, it's a special corner. I like to say it's a special corner of the, na- of the, of the city. Um, and that will make it well positioned as we move through the next few months to, to bounce back. But doesn't NYU being nearby be a large factor as well, or no? Yeah, but NYU, Baruch, the Baruch, Baruch College sits right in our district on the eastern end as well. School of Visual uh, Visual Arts, uh, the new school. I mean, it's right. It's, it's so accessible, um, and it's uh, you know Union Square is right below us as well. Uh, the medical uh, the medical facilities on the east side nearby as well. Um, wow. And then, you know, world, world-class world cultural institutions and amenities there as well. These are all part of the, the bedrock and foundation of the, this particular neighborhood. Boy, save all that for an ad for when this is over. You just did a great <laughs> ad for Midtown, Midtown South. Neil? You know, I, I tell you, listening to how you describe the Flatiron District makes me miss Manhattan. And uh, I always yeah. enjoy the Flatiron District. It's such a nice area. You know, your local businesses, I'm, I'm sure, are trying out e-commerce. Are any having success with online sales? It's a mixed bag. I mean, I think those that were able were already positioned and had the capacity and some success heading into the into 2020. We're just much better positioned to transition into this kind of new reality that they found themselves in. Um, others that quickly had to pivot into e-commerce you know, just like anyone else trying out a new, a new gadget or a new reality, it's, it's taken some time. So what I've heard is that, you know, it's, it's, it's at most kept people afloat. Um, but it's, uh, it's tough to reposition your entire business, uh, around that when you're, you're not used to it. But I think, you know, for the most part, a lot of the businesses, uh, in our neighborhood had some, uh, some e-commerce um, um, uh, technology in place and familiarity in place. So it, it, it was not foreign when they went into this. What are the businesses that are successful doing to make those sales online? Obviously, it's a crowded space and, you know, with Amazon and uh, Walmart, you know, they're they're dominating it. How do they get traction, the ones who are having success doing so? Well, I know, I, I, you know, and it's a couple different uh, lenses, right? I mean, you've got your ground floor, retail, dining, dry goods. And then, of course, you have your upper floors, um, you know, uh, offices that may also have a, a, an e-commerce lens. But for that first group, they've retargeted. I mean, it's been really relying, you know, trying to push their goods towards um, local residents, um, folks that they can rely on being in the neighborhood um, and familiar with their business, uh, loyalty, uh, loyalty initiatives and points like that. Um, those have been big, big pushes in terms of how they've re- reframed their uh, e-commerce uh, advertising. You know, so looking ahead, James, a venture capitalist said something to me that people don't like to say, but she said, you know, these restaurants are replaceable. <laughs> Well, uh, there's still a lot of uh, heartache uh, for people who lose their businesses. So I'm hearing that some of the rents are coming down. And is that what you think will have to happen? The rents will have to come down and then new businesses will 
trickle in or flood in, or what do you think will happen? I think inevitably um, the market is going to adjust, of course. Um, landlords and tenants both understand that a, a vibrant neighborhood that's occupied with a mix of uses, ranging and uh, with office workers, hospitality, visitors, students, the nature, the stuff that's been that's made Flatiron and Nomad so strong over the past decade plus is all in the best interest of everyone. So uh, if it means coming to the table with a rent reduction here and there or a longer term lease um, um, that a tenant can swallow, I think you're going to see both sides come together when it when it when and working to do this. Um, and, you know, we're going to do our part. Um, to help work with all sides, whether it's government, private, public sectors, to to make sure that the space, the space that we all share uh, and that we love, um, is well curated, managed, maintained, beautified, safe, and clean. Um, those are critical. But I do think it's like you said, it's going to be um, a lot of people coming together to work together and and for uh, to make sure that we can make it through and into a, a rebound here next in 2021. And I do understand that about a dozen new businesses have opened recently in the Flatiron District. What types of businesses are those? Who's opening those jams? Uh, we have a number of uh, both restaurants and dining establishments that have uh, have uh, have started opening. Um, Imagine that. that. Yeah, which is really terrific. I mean, these again, just showing you the, the resiliency and perseverance, and just you know the the, the vigor to to try things even the, in the, the the grips of the moment that we find ourselves in so again these are these are entrepreneurs small business owners mom and pops as well that are giving it their best despite the most difficult circumstances and we salute them we'll do everything to help them that's James Matham, the director of the Flatiron Business Improvement District, along with Neil A. Caruso. I'm Joe Connolly, and thanks, and hopefully we'll talk to you this summer when things are flowering and booming again, James. Thank you very much. I look forward to it, Neil and Joe. Thanks for having me. Thank you, James. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.